In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. It's really, it's really good to see you here. Um, I was here quite some years ago, back at another interim, when um, Father Rob was your interim. Some of you remember that far back. That was a long way ago. And it was wonderful to be with you then. It's wonderful to be with you now. It's also wonderful for me to say welcome. Welcome to God's house. I'm glad you're here, and God's glad you're here. And I'll bet that you're glad you're here, whether you know it or not. You know, we come into these spaces, and sometimes it's just we, we come in, and there we are, and that's, that's what we do for whatever reason. Did our mother make us go? I don't know. But there's, there's some roots somewhere to that. But it is something. And I think it's because we not only believe, far more than that, because we get confused and we put belief up here. I think it's because we can breathe. That we can breathe. I told the folks this morning at 8 o'clock I was coming down from Stewart. It was about an hour from Hutchinson Island to come across and down. And, and I had been rushing and flying around trying to get out of the house, and I did. And I flicked on the radio, and there was on NPR this program called Pipe Dreams. Well, it's these magnificent organs and magnificent pieces in these amazing uh, worship spaces. And it just filled me. All of a sudden, I could breathe. I could just breathe and, and be alive and be myself. In your, on your website and in your bulletin, you've got a bunch of things that speak everything about what these lessons are today. And the first one that's on it is one word, welcome. And did you notice that word in the gospel reading? It was there six times. Six times. So what does welcome mean? Oh, glad to have you. So good to see you. All these little things we gift each one another. It's far more than that, isn't it? It's far more than that. It's actually an embracing. Not unlike we pass the peace and hopefully pass it really caring when we say the peace of the Lord be with you and also with you. Thank you. I need it. But an embracing, a caring, a touching of each other. That's what welcome means. And what does it look like when we flesh it out? It's right here. It's who you say you are. It's right here on your website and in your bulletin. It's not only in the good book that we read from in holy, sanctimonious terms somehow, but right in your lives, right in your lives. So why are you even here? We exist to be a beacon of faith, hope, and love. Radiating God's love for everyone everywhere. We Episcopalians, that's us, believe in a loving, liberating, and life-giving God 
That's why we can breathe here. That's why we come in the midst of this world that God weeps for every day and hopes for every day and never gives up on us for bringing about God's love way every day, every moment. We believe in following the teachings of Jesus Christ. Well, we Episcopalians read what? One, two, three, four lessons that tell us that every Sunday, don't we? We're Bible people. We, the church, have been given God's own life. Why? You wrote it to share. Yeah, it's not something we that, that we hoard. It's something to share. It's something that we can not not share. It just is there, and it just has to go. It has to go. It has to get out somewhere. You say we have a legacy of inclusion, aspiring to tell and exemplify God's love for every human being. We believe that God loves you, no exceptions. Now, when folks wrote that here, you may have been thinking, uh, well, this is, we want people to read this who are looking for a new church home, if you will. But it's also written to us, isn't it? We believe that God loves you, no exceptions. That's you. God loves you, no exceptions. We've all done stuff. How many times have we strayed away like lost sheep every day? Many times. God's love doesn't stray away. He's right there, just holding out. You know, those arms weren't just stuck on the cross, were they? They're reaching out toward us. And then one more thing you say. No matter where you are on your path, we invite you. Dot, dot, dot. We invite you. Do you that says you really want people to be in this life with you. Not just the church, but this life, this life of love, this life that allows us to be able to breathe. Invite means to request the presence of. But it also means something else. And if you come to 8 o'clock, you'll hear it a lot. Beseech. You know that old term? Well, that's what that means. And we beseech God. And we aren't just asking God, would you take care of my problems today? We're asking, we're actually yearning for God to come and be in us and direct us. And there's no way you could write these things about yourselves and who you are unless you believe that, unless you really are there with that. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Where was that gospel? Jesus said, whoever welcomes you, welcomes me, welcomes, 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 six times. Would you say that six times? I mean, right now. Welcome. 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 How's that feel? It feels good, doesn't it? You know what it does? It, it releases us. 
You know, we talk about slavery. What about self-enslavement? Where we get so bound up in ourselves that there's nothing beyond us and we build all these walls and all these, you know, cogent reasons why we should keep the walls going up. But then when we say welcome, we're inviting people in, inviting people in, we're inviting people in so that we can know them, so we can see them. I told the folks at 8 o'clock, it popped in my head, this young woman, 40s, about 40, I guess, that I've been sharing spiritual things with. One day she just in exasperation just summed it all up by saying simply, I just want people to see me. Isn't that what we want? I just want people to see me. See me. I also serve um, on a regular basis once a month at a little parish called St. Monica's. It's up in Stewart. And uh, St. Monica's was established, I think, back in the 20s by um, people who immigrated here from the Bahamas. And of course, in those days, there were pineapple fields everywhere, right, for a while, and, and fishing industry and so forth, and they came over. And they started this little church, and it's still there to this day. It's just a small, beautiful little church. But when you go in there, it feels the same way I felt at 8 o'clock when John Prosser fainted or whatever he did and everybody's reached to welcome, to beseech God on his behalf. You could just feel the love radiating. That's what I feel in that space. And it comes from a people who have struggled so much. Think about it. Struggled so much. I was there um, on the Sunday that we were celebrating Juneteenth, that holiday called the, the Independence Day of the United States. And it was the day that two years and two months late, the word finally got to some slaves down in Texas that you're free. Can you imagine what that would have felt like? Massa hadn't told them. Hadn't told them. Massa didn't see them. I just want to be seen. I just want to be loved. I just want somebody to hold me. And that's what I felt in that space. And that's what I felt this morning right here. People were holding John. It wouldn't matter at that moment what John believed, what his political stances were, what you know, who he voted for. That didn't matter anything. Why? Because we follow this Jesus. Now, I don't mean trailing along behind. I mean being this Jesus. Being this Jesus in our own lives, for ourselves, for others. No exceptions. That's what you say up there. No exceptions whatsoever. Seeing people is interesting. When I preached on Juneteenth up at St. Monica's, 
got my phone out of my pocket to see what, if it was time for the start of the procession in. And there was news of the shooting at a Juneteenth celebration. I mean, and I stood before these folks, all these black, beautiful black faces, and told them what I'd just seen. That reverberated in their souls. Don't people get it? Don't we humans ever get it? How crazy. On the very day that we're celebrating that finally we can be have a breath and have value as a human being. And some other human being at the celebration of that slaughters people. Oh gosh, it's sad. But it's not the end. After 8 o'clock this morning, I've changed from what I preached this morning. A person walked out. She told me she was 92 years old. And she asked if I thought there was any hope for us. And she asked, is this the end time? And I said, both of those. I hope it's the end time of all that and never will I give up on hope because God does not ever give up on hope. God is hope. And what is hope? God's love. God is compassion. God is these eyes that just see who we are and what we are and it doesn't matter. You see this precious person, this precious, precious dear one that each one of you is. <coughs> You know, when you see a new baby and you just want to reach out and you can't help but just reach out and, and, and see if they'll let you hold them for a moment. Did you do that? Man, that's hope. That is a preciousness that we see and know at that moment. Well, that's you. That's you. And that's everybody else in this world. You said it. No exception. No exceptions whatsoever. <clears throat> we went through a little list that day at St. Monica's about seeing people and knowing them and holding their hurt. And just compressed time like crazy. It's Juneteenth. It's Juneteenth. And we remarked on the fact that the law, a 1978 law, was upheld by the Supreme Court of the U.S., the Indian Child Welfare Act that holds that for Native peoples of this land, we're not going to separate the children from their families anymore. You know, we did that. We took them out, robbed them of their identity, you know all that history, that story. Them looking at these brown and black, beautiful faces, you know what reverberated in them? That's what we did in slavery days. Because they weren't humans. They were property. So the screams of mothers and the children are drug, drug away. The screams of the children 
father, mom, gone. No warning, just gone. Stories are told that uh, after the emancipation and the war was over, there were lots of roves, just droves of people roaming throughout the area where slaves had been held. And by the way, that was not just in the southeast. It was all over this country. Searching for those that had been torn away from them. That's what reverberates. The Tree of Life synagogue in Pittsburgh, remember that shooting some years ago? Maybe four or five years ago? Finally went to trial, found guilty. And these folks I was with that day, they thought of 1963. And Addie Mae, Denise, Carol, and Cynthia, little children that were shot down and killed at 16th Avenue Baptist Church in Birmingham. Yeah, see how it reverberates? See how these tentacles, tentacles, seeking for an end, seeking for an end. There were some decisions this week about refusing service to same-sex clients. What reverberates? Remember the days of the signs that said white and colored and whites only? The rejection of, of affirmative action, and those laws that we did when we thought we were being so noble with education of separate but equal? Hmm. Yeah. You see where I'm... You see what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to remind us to look at this world, to look at our world, to look at ourselves, as we've said a billion times, through the heart of Jesus, and through the eyes of Jesus, through love and compassion and concern, and, as my 40-year-old friend said, to see, to just be able really to see and to and, and to know who this person is. There's a song, if I can find it here, and some wonderful phrases. It'll test your age category. Carol King, the singer, she wrote one. I just want to be wanted. I just want to be wanted. I just need to be loved. I want someone to think of me and be in love. I just want to be wanted. It's really simple, isn't it? I got away from whatever I wrote. That's okay. That's okay because I need to hear that for myself. And like everybody in this room and this smattering of people at 8 o'clock loved that guy whether they knew him or not and wanted for that precious child of God to be okay. To no longer be enslaved if you will by whatever inflicting him with his help on that moment and we pray this moment that Jupiter Medical Center is doing great work in bringing him back to full health. Well, that's all we all want. 
It's a whole world rather than us turning and saying, look at that, and we all gather to pile on, as they used to say in my many days ago of playing high school football, no piling on, and we pile on. Let's pile on some love. Let's pile on some love for everybody today. Start with yourself. I already told you that. I need to start with myself and for everyone else. And particularly for someone that we can think of or some category of people that we characterize that aren't worth it. And just reach out and love them. Hold them. And beseech them. Welcome them. Invite them into your lives. Look in their eyes and see them. Feel their pain. Feel their joy. Smile when they get married. Smile when the baby's born. Smile when all of a sudden something happened that meant something in their lives and they were seen. I think that's what Jesus did when he walked the face of this earth. I think Jesus loved everyone he saw. I mean, there are thousands of examples of that. Even if you touched the cloak of his garment, that emanation was there. And that's all they needed. That's all they wanted. It's simple. You come here, I come here, we come here to breathe, have life again, to have life again. And we thank God for this life. I'm now an octogenarian plus one, and every day I realize, oh my gosh, here's the end. There's some mortality. But what can I do now to change me? I had a couple of near-death experiences. It changed me. I need to be that change every day to what's really important, what really matters, and how can I be a part of that for a world that's so deeply broken and get ourselves out. I'll close with one image I shared, I don't know, probably a month ago, but it comes back to me right now. It was a dream. There was a dream... Um, I was in a room with one other person, a man. And the only thing that we could see beyond the room, which were totally blank, small space, was a little porthole, maybe this size. And the other guy there asked me, what can you see? I can't see. And I went over and looked out, and all I could see was a portion of roof with sunshine hitting it. And I told him that, well, I don't see anything. I just see a little piece of roof and some sunshine on it. And the man just beamed. Oh, you can see some light. You can see some sun. And my dream went away. That's all we want, isn't it? A little touch, a little sunshine. Yep, I don't know if it's the end times, but does God still love you and this world and every creature in it? Yeah, never going to stop. God loves you. Be that love. Amen.